I'm Mally Moore. I am Dustin Goes to Hollywood. And this is Silver Linings Playlist, a podcast that tries to find the silver lining in some of cinema's most bleak endings. We're at round two of the Halloween, Oktoberfest, whatever. It's been a good month. It has been. So far. We're only in week two, but you know, still good month. So far, yes. And for anyone wondering, no, Hurricane did not delay this at all. Uh, I mean, we are recording this like only like less than 12 hours before the episode comes out, but he's not wrong. We're not delayed. Uh, true. We can't, it's hard to be intimidated by a hurricane named Matthew. Yeah. That hurricane wasn't shit. Yeah. Well, I'm kind of upset about it. Yeah, me too. I wish I would have stayed, had the hurricane party with you, but yeah, I spent the majority of the time sitting around in a onesie Mm -hmm. drinking wine. So Mm-hmm. As you're kind of a normal weekend, I about to say, really. as you're prone to doing, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's not. I don't. Anyway, <laughs> so by today's... happy horror movie season, everyone. <laughs> by this title, today's episode is, of course, 2008's The Strangers. Fuck yes. Uh, directed by Brian Bertino. Uh, before we get into it, actually, I should mention if you're new to the uh, to the episode to the show, uh, we try, are a podcast that tries to find the silver lining in cinemas. Uh, you know, movies that have dark, fucked up, downer endings. And uh, scary movies are, you know, there are a plethora of ones that have, have... so many to choose from. Absolutely. But we picked what we believe to be five of the best, five of the darkest of the darkest endings. Pretty or, solid choices, I feel like, we got lined up for this month. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, for sure. we started out last week, Drag Me to Hell. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't, can't go wrong yeah, with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, It's only up from there. Uh, this week... How do you feel about this this movie, Mally? Oh, you know how I feel about it. I love this fucking movie. <laughs> I thought I did. Yeah. Until I rewatched yeah. this. Yeah. And I realized how boring it is. We're going to argue a lot. Okay. Well, <laughs> before we get into that, let's let's catch people up that might not be familiar with this movie. Uh, like I said, it's 2008, directed by Brian Bertino, uh, starring Scott Speedman, uh, Liv Tyler, and that's pretty much it. I mean, yeah. there, are other, there are other characters, but you don't ever see them, so they're not billed. So who cares? Uh, had a budget of only $10 million, but made an $82 million gross. Really Not bad. Well. However, it sits at a 45% on Rotten Tomatoes. That is bullshit. Um, is that the lowest we've no, done? Oh, no. I'm pretty sure we've done lower. You think? I'm pretty sure Planet of the Apes was lower. You might be right. I think it might have been. I think that was like a 39. Yeah, it's pretty low. Uh, So... I guess if you're not familiar with it, let's go ahead and listen to the trailer. Maybe that'll catch you up and get you up to speed. It's a this is a pretty straightforward movie. I mean, it's yeah, it's, pretty much a bottle movie. You're not wrong. Uh, let's listen to the trailer real quick. I just want to tell you something. What do you want to tell me? You are my girl. I love you, Jimmy. What is that? It's okay, there's nothing here. I am not a dog bark, or a car pass, nothing. Hello? 
What is it? It's my phone. Oh my god. We gotta get out of here. I'm gonna open the door and I just want you to run, okay? So what do you think about the trailer? Meh. Yeah. Uh, Meh. Uh, but I think... Yeah. I like the skipping record thing. Yeah. But I do think that uh, the trailer is actually like a lot better than what the end result is, the movie. Well, okay. It's one of those Hold situations on. we talked about with Drag Me to Hell where you're like, well, you don't want the trailer to be better than the movie. I think in this situation it certainly was. What? Mm. Okay. This movie doesn't mm, have okay. a lot going for okay. it is what I'm saying. Oh, and they what? show... They show the best parts in the. Tra- in fact, they ruin. They okay. I'll give you that. They, they give away the best the, part. Yeah, they do. You're not wrong. Uh, which um, we will get into when we discuss the end of the movie, which yes. they pretty much show in the trailer. God damn it! All right. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we get into 2008's The Strangers? Let's get spooky. All right. First off, this movie takes it. It hits two marks of bad filmmaking to me. Uh. Something you don't want in a feature film to start off with. Narration, for one, plus reading. When you have them both together, it's, I want to kill myself when the movie starts. I'll give, I'll give you that. That was a little excessive. I mean, pick one or the other. If you're I'm going to defend the hell out of this movie. Oh my God. <laughs> if you're going to do one, pick one or the other, but to do both and you're just reading what I'm already reading to me, that's, I don't see. I'll give you that. The narration plus the reading is excessive. Okay, as long as we can agree on that. Uh, That's we, the only thing we're going to We go, on. we fade up, and we're getting these... Uh, so many houses, so many styling shots of just houses just driving yeah, by. Yeah, that's one shot I don't really get, that like opening shot of just like... The houses the in houses. slow-mo. Yeah, I don't It's get not it. even like the neighborhood it takes place in. No, it's just literally just houses. Uh, we get basically what... We start off with these Jehovah Witnesses pulling up to this house... Yeah, it's midday. Yeah. The front door is open. It's not even midday. It's like morning. Well, okay. Well, it's daylight, I should say. Uh, and uh, one of them heads inside, and I think we just kind of cut to black from there, right? We don't really see what happens. I think we just go. We kind of do the Tarantino thing. We go back to the beginning. Don't and... you get the nine one one call at the beginning? You might. I think you do. You might. I, I've already like like I think the you memory a, of this I think movie. You get a piece of the 911 phone call okay then this mem- the memory of this movie has already left my my mind well um so oh the hurricane didn't mess our schedule <laughs> up at all okay <laughs> no i mean i watched it it's just forgettable uh so we introduced these two characters i don't know what their names are i'm just gonna call them scott and Liv. uh works for me they're entering this house and apparently things are not good they're dressed up very nice and scott is not happy Liv seems like she maybe has done something to make him unhappy. Uh, but we come to find out that this is basically uh, them returning home from a friend's uh, wedding reception where Scott proposed to Liv and she said no. Yep. Uh, for, but, you know, whatever. Let's go back to that to this house and do the sex, I guess. Because 
I, that's my note is reject a proposal, but the sex is still cool. That's real life. I, here's what I don't that's get. That's real life. I don't, I never understood the idea of a rejected proposal, uh, where a relationship could continue. Like, uh, uh, we're led to believe, obviously, they've been dating for a while, right? Yeah. And at this point, if there is, the proposal is a no, what's, what are we doing? You know what I mean? And she seemed very happy up until this point. It's not like they're, I mean, again, this, we just caught a glimpse of it, but it seemed like their relationship was going fine, right? Yeah, and for the most part. He proposed and we just got a sturdy nope. <laughs> so she decides she's going to take a bath, whatever. He's going to eat some bluebell ice cream because that, that product mm-hmm. placement, every shot of this bluebell ice cream is <laughs> front and center. The label is turned right to the camera. So you can't mistake it for anything else. Uh, and they get a knock at the door. Uh, it's, it's like four in the morning and they get a knock at the door. Uh, Scott answers it and there's just a character whose face is blacked out, a woman asking if someone is there. Uh, I'm not sure what the name was, but yeah, she's, she asks if someone's there. He says, no, you got the wrong house. And then the girl leaves. Okay. Well, I gotta say, uh, for some reason, he decides to leave. I don't even remember why. He decides, I'm going to go get uh, uh, cigarettes. Go- he goes to get her cigarettes. He goes yeah. to get her cigarettes. It's like, again, four in the morning. He leaves her there. And as he leaves, she's kind of just pacing around the kitchen, drinking a glass of water, whatever. Oh, no. She ch- hey, she puts on a flannel shirt. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. She gets out of her, her dress into a flannel shirt. Um, This is my favorite shot of the movie, though. I got to say. Wait, is- hold up. Uh, she's, she's kind of just pacing around the kitchen. The shot? Yeah. Is that the one you The shot from of? the trailer. It's, I think it's the best shot, not only in the movie, but one of the best shots of a horror movie in the last, like, decade, past decade. Oh, yeah, no. It's this, so simple. It's the, yeah, the poster shot. Yeah, and this is what the movie should have been to me. I think this, this idea, like, it, if you haven't, if you don't know what we're talking about, it's the shot where she's pacing around her kitchen, she's smoking her cigarettes. Uh, I'm not sure where Scott is at this point, cause I don't care. This uh, is this he's gone at this point still. Well, she's got one cigarette, so okay, I guess she had one left, and he went to go get more. Yeah, yeah. So she's pacing around she her kitchen, had him, like hidden somewhere, mm. and and she's standing there. We're in this wide shot. We just see in this background this character just step from the shadows in the back. There's no stinger, no music, no sound effect, nothing. Just, just him, and he's just watching her. I think this is With what the movie should have been. Like mask on, yep. dude. His mask, like, and he's like he's not the even scariest looking dude on the planet. Oh yeah, he's not even like trying to hide it either. He's just oh no, just standing there. And I think that's great. That's what makes this movie creepy to me. Is that one shot? And I wish the movie lived up to the rest of that. But I got my next note is that I'm 23 minutes in and I am bored to tears of this movie. Other than this shot, because nothing's happening. And it has this feel to it, and I guess we'll talk about that in the trivia section, but it has this feel to it, to me at least, that this is like, have you ever heard somebody describe the butterfly effects, and they say it's like, like film students, like, that did speed, because like, how, <laughs> how quote unquote cool and edgy it is, or whatever? I could see it. I feel like that's kind of what this movie is for horror movies. It's like, oh man, this movie's gonna be so cool, it's just, we're gonna do everything handheld, and... We're going to do, uh, you know, the characters have no arcs, really. It's just kind of just for the, they're just fucking with them kind of thing. Kind of like hostile without the gore to me. Wow, that's actually a relatively apt description of this movie. Yeah. Uh, so, but Hostile uh, fucking rules. But this movie is just so boring to me. <laughs> I didn't really remember how boring it was until I rewatched it. Oh, uh, no, the first like 20 minutes are rough shit. Well, 
uh, this character. But is, from this, from the great shot, white knuckle throw red. Yeah. Okay, that's a stretch. Great I'm knuckle. Not even, yeah. Okay. Uh, so she starts hearing noises in the house. <laughs> she she decides to call nine one one or call. Oh, she calls her boyfriend. I'm sorry. She calls her boyfriend. Uh, he's on his way back. Uh, someone breaks into the house, and she has this record playing that starts skipping, and it's just playing the line from the trailer again: "The Quicksilver Girl, Quicksilver Girl," over mm-hmm. and over. Uh, they chase into the bedroom, where uh, Scott returns basically and finds nothing. Uh, and then they again, there's not really much that happens other than just describing. Well, he comes home. There's nothing there. Then they start attacking him again. Yeah, this is an awful movie to talk about on an audio podcast. And absolutely, because there's nothing <laughs> that really happens. I mean, and when it does, it's pretty straightforward. It's not like... It's like, oh, man, remember that you... creepy part where they stood in the hallway? Yeah, they don't throw totally. you any curveballs in this plot, but... Uh, yeah, my next note is just white people are dumb because they're like, well, let's go outside and try to escape or... No, I'm sorry, they do. that's what they should have dude. Should have dude. They decide, let's barricade this house instead of, you know, just going and leaving well they go out to the car at that one point yeah but all that all that is is that the tires are slashed or whatever and then there's just three people standing out there i mean you can easily just walk another direction and get away from <laughs> i mean it obviously they're in a neighborhood there's other people there all you have to do is scream and shout that someone comes outside their house i, I don't know it, like i said it's a bottle movie that's not it's a very wide brim bottle yeah God, so, so, sorry do you have anything else to I say? like this movie, but it's horrible to talk about. Yeah, most definitely. But hey, Dennis is here. I was going to say this. My next note, Dennis. So <laughs> Scott calls uh, his friend to come help out. Turns out it is uh, Glenn. I can't remember. Howerton. Howerton from It's Always Sunny. You know him as Dennis. Mm-hmm. So my first note is Dennis, and my second note is you fuck. You shot Dennis. Oh yeah. So Dennis comes in. I love this part though. Yes, yeah. So the mute, the song is perfect. It's the shot of Dennis walking down the hallway. You have the. Well, do, weird you wanna, mask. do you want to do you want to tell him exactly what's happening in this scene? Yeah. So so we got well shit. I mean just just kind of. <laughs> so we got Dennis walking down the hallway. Dennis shows up to the house and Liv he's looking... and Scott are tucked away in a room hiding. Yeah, he's looking for Liv and Scott. And Dennis is walking around looking for him. You got the masked man creeping up behind Dennis, mm-hmm. ready to just axe him in the back of the head. Mm-hmm. Dennis turns a corner. Scott shoots him in the face with a shotgun. Thinking that he's thinking one of the, that it's the one strangers. of the killers. Yeah. And so and I love their like his reaction to yeah. realizing what he did. Because yeah. he's like, he wasn't wearing a mask. Yeah. Um, he wasn't wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what do you mean? And then he like, creeps, Craw- like crawls, crawls to over him. there. Yeah. yeah. It's it's kind of a it's, kind it's of a good fucked. it's a good bait switch because you think the axe the the guy with the axe is going to get him and it turns out nope it's totally because yeah, you kind of completely forget that they're hiding in the room with a shotgun oh yeah i did for sure oh, i every, and I, even on rewatching, time. i forgot yeah, yeah yeah it's easy to forget that part but so dennis is dead it's another even more alone oh we should have mentioned they have a gun uh turns out he had a yeah, shotgun the shotgun in the house yeah. uh and he's apparently not very good at using it no i mean it was a headshot well, <laughs> I met before when he was trying to scare away the actual Oh, people. yeah. So here's the thing. He decides, you know what? You stay here. I'm going to go out and, and kill these people. And again, this is my another note. I go back to my previous note of why people are dumb. Well, you don't split up in a horror no. movie. You just don't. Especially you, no. you don't leave your girlfriend, I guess. Don't still leave Liv Tyler alone. By herself with no weapon. Just don't. Don't do that. Last I mean, time Liv Tyler was left alone, we got Armageddon, guys. Most definitely. Uh, 
literally my next note is just uh the rest of the movie happens because i mean there's nothing really i mean some stuff happens but again it's weird things to describe well he tries to bore up the house some more he tries to escape he tries confronting people i mean she walks around the house a lot Um, she hears noises she walks to him she comes back nothing's there Uh, they do uh write the word killer in, in blood on the window yeah. to taunt him from killing Dennis. Like throwing that shade. So again, the rest of the movie happens. They come in the house. Creepy mask man watches people from the shadows some more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we get a bit of a fake ending. Uh, they, they finally take over the house. Oh, uh, wait. She does crawl through the grass. She crawls through the grass of the shed to try and call someone on like the CB radio. And one of those strangers that, like destroys it while she's in the middle of talking on it. Again, it's nothing that really happens, is what I'm saying. Like, things happen, but nothing of interest or anything that, like... Oh, they burn the car. Yeah. Dennis is still dead. Mm-hmm. And again... She I... walks through the fucking house some more. God, you know, this movie is boring as shit. I tried telling you, man. It's it's a good experiment, like, this this movie, but... Anyways, they get captured. She's in a closet. Uh, They... Start just they're just fucking with them, and basically they end up just tying them up, and we we get kind of a fake ending where it cuts to black because you think that uh, Scott's dead now, and that they're gonna just attack Liv Tyler, and that's gonna be the end of it. But we fade back up, and the two are tied in chairs, and they have been re- redressed. Uh, Liv Tyler is back in her her gown, and Scott is back up in his tuxedo from the wedding reception. Uh, and we get uh, the second coolest shot in this trailer, just the behind the shot of the two characters looking oh, at yeah. the strangers. I they, love that. And they ask, you know, why are you doing this? And they say, because you were home. Which, again, is the reason we did this movie. That's the most fucked up, yeah. like, response to... Which, and that response is so amazing if you haven't seen the trailer. Yeah, because they give it away in the trailer, which is what I was saying. That's They, they ruined that. But I yeah. also like this ending because it's daylight and it's not a lot... Like, oh, yeah. Like, it's not like a... Like, I mean, yes, they're tied to chairs by three random murderers, mm-hmm. but it's, like, broad day. Like, it's, like, early. I'd say this is a solid, what, 7 a.m., you think? Seven, it's, it's, it's probably 8 a.m., yeah. It's past golden hour for sure. But, I mean, how many many horror movies end in the daytime? Like, I think maybe the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and that's yeah. that's all I can think of. That's all I got. Uh, My note here is, you know, they, they start slowly, slowly stabbing uh, Scott. Oh in, yeah, in this gut, like it's just they're not like forcefully. Like, it's not like it's not out of anger. It's like yeah, it's like a creaking door basically, and it's like maskless too. Oh yeah, they, they take their t- mask they off. Remove their mask. Although we don't get to see what they actually look like. Um, but we I think you find out that the masked man has a glorious beard. Yeah, uh, and they start stabbing Scott in the stomach like very nonchalantly, matter of factly, and. It's pretty great. I mean, like, obviously it's not great that someone's dying like that, but I think it's pretty great because it's, like, not your typical psycho, like you mentioned, or, like, Michael Myers thing. It's just literally, like, casually stabbing someone. Oh, yeah. Well, and there's that one real, sl- like, that shot of just that real slow one to his chest. Yeah. Which is like, oh. So those, those kitchen knives are pretty sharp. But my next my next note, though, is that they're not sexist because no? they do the same thing to yeah. Liv Tyler. And they're just slowly stabbing him in the stomach, like... Just pushing that, that almost like pushing rope, pushing that that knife right through. Uh, 
And then we get like a, a cut to black again. And we think maybe that's, that's the end of the movie. Nope. We go back to the beginning of the movie where the Jehovah's Witnesses arrive. They walk in the front door of the house. Uh, after we've gotten the 911 call that Tyler makes, uh, the Jehovah's Witnesses go in. Oh, I'm sorry. Before they go in, they yeah. actually are on the road. They meet the killers. And they meet the strangers who are who driving have down the road. Clothes. Yes. They've changed clothes. They're driving down the road in this pickup. One of the girls gets out, uh, and starts speaking with them. She asked for one of the pamphlets from the Jehovah's Witnesses. Yep. And, uh, she hops back in and makes a comment saying, next time will be easier. Uh, I don't know. What, what do you make of that line? I mean, what does the Jehovah Witness pamphlet have to do with making things easier? Or is she just speaking in generality? And I what, think, I what makes it easier? I don't know. Is this? I don't. I don't. I. I honestly don't really understand that line at all. Uh, okay. I. I have no speculation, honestly. But like, was this like a warm up test for him to go do stranger stuff to other people? Like, I'm not sure. I mean, it feels like this has been done a few times for sure. But if this is their first time, they are good at this. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, holy shit! For once, a Jehovah's a Jehovah Witness saves the day, right? Because they Prince. they enter the house and uh, they find Liv Tyler there unconscious, uh, and Scott, who's uh, presumably dead. They both appear to be dead, and we get the jump scare kind of ending where uh, they yeah, like they li- go they reach for Liv Tyler Liv and she just screams yes, bloody blo- murder. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we, which we get a kind of funny, like ironic shot. We get, uh, the wedding ring that Scott proposed to, surrounded, to by, her, rose surrounded by rose petals. Yeah. And then the next shot is of like the blood stain on, uh, from Dennis on the wall. Yeah. How these traumatized. The kid, oh, these kids these, are not going to get over this anytime soon. No. And these kids are probably like, what, like 13, 14? You think? Like, not even learning. I don't even know. Age. You think they're that old? I think there's got to be like 11 or 12. I'd, I'd give them probably around 11 or so, yeah, for sure. Yeah, they're not they're not old kids. Yeah, I realize this is probably going to be a shorter episode, but again, there's just not much to talk about but the ending. Because this movie's all about, like, what the, 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 the tone. And the tone, the feel. The like, pacing is really slow. It sounds, as much as I would love to sit here and just be like, oh, man, she's walking down the creepy hallway again, guys. Yeah. <laughs> that would get really boring really fast, because that's pretty much, like, I'm... Again, I love this movie, mm-hmm. but literally, it's about an hour and a half of Liv Tyler walking around a house in the dark. I think with people following her around and her not realizing it. I think the movie had potential. I like the idea of it, uh, but I just think there could have been more. I guess, or it's kind of like uh, you know, people like it follows a lot because it has a specific tone, specific pace, and like. You a lot of things in that movie kind of don't happen. It's more visual and more of being in the moment. Oh yeah, for sure. But I, I feel like they did it right, whereas the strangers kind of like floundered a little bit halfway through. I'll give you that. Uh, so let's actually talk about the ending because I like this ending because again, it it is a fucked up ending. It is kind of different from your typical horror movies. I mean, usually your lead character or characters don't die yeah and i mean granted, i don't like the jump scare at the end i don't either i think it's kind of weak. i hate jump scare endings yeah it's like in uh sinister never saw, i never saw it sinister would be a really good movie if they ended it like four minutes mm-hmm. before the actual ending. i thought this movie could have ended 
I mean, I, I appreciate finding out about those. I mean, we could have ended with the strangers driving off in the pickup. No, that would have been beautiful. Yeah. I do like the two kids entering the house. Although, actually, you know what? No. Because you get that shot of the kids entering the house at the beginning. You should have ended it with the strangers driving off after talking to the kid. Yep. Fuck, you're right. Yep. yep. God damn. So that's what I'm saying. Uh, this movie has great ideas that just doesn't know how to execute them well. Uh, but I do, well, I do want to talk about the ending itself because it's why we chose to do this movie out of all the hundreds of different horror movies we could have done. I was reading in this article, and I don't have it pulled up uh, with me right now to remember exactly who quoted it, but they said that the reason this movie works, which that's debatable whether or not it does, but the reason we chose to do it for this is because of the sheer, uh, this is a quote from them, the sheer pointlessness of it all, which we get in that line from the, 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 the I think her name was Baby Doll saying, you know, why are you doing this? Yeah. She said, because you're home. You were home. Like, that's kind of like the real life answer for a psycho, basically. Yeah. It's like, like that. You were there. That much. answer is just terrifying in and of itself. Exactly. Uh, I do have news, though. Oh, God. Uh, not sure if you're aware of this, but there is a sequel alert. I I've heard it, dude. It's been in production hell though. Yeah, let, they, there's they, a they were long, talking about a sequel to this like the moment the movie came. This out. is a long history, so I'm gonna go through <laughs> it real quick and bring you up to speed on. Uh, I'll wait. All right, so Rogue Pictures, uh, the producers from Rogue Pictures confirmed to Variety that a sequel was in the works, tentatively titled, you know, The Strangers Part Two. Mm, totally nice. fine. Uh, the film was gonna be written by Brian Bertino again, and will be directed by Laurent Briet. I'm not familiar with uh, with them. No idea. Uh, the website Shot to You Drop reported that Relativity Media uh, put The Strangers Part Two on hold because they found uh, they thought that the movie might not be in their best interest, uh, even though Universal Pictures was willing to release it. So I guess like the sequel was kind of up in the air about who was going to produce it, what okay. studio. But uh, in January of 2011, Rogue Pictures confirmed that there was a sequel that was already in production and was supposed to be, well, I'm sorry, it was supposed to begin filming uh, in uh, April of 2011. So they were in pre-pro reportedly back in January and they were going to start filming in April. Uh, the plot was going to follow around a family of four who had been evicted from their home due to, I guess, the recession. And uh, we're going to get paid a visit by the same three strangers from the first film. Uh, it wasn't at the time known whether the sequel was going to go straight to DVD or if it was going to have a theatrical release, but, uh, Liv Tyler was going to return as Kristen McKay. I guess that's her current name. Well, really? uh, yeah. Uh, while the original three mass villains, uh, were also said to return, but, uh, in an interview, Liv Tyler has said that, uh, she would only have a minor role if she was going to return. So they were going to keep the same three characters, uh, the same three actors for the strangers themselves. And huh. Liv Tyler was going to have like a little, I guess like a minor cameo kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, she said that part two was going to be released in 2014, but that obviously didn't happen. Liar. And in January of last year, uh, it was stated that the sequel was back on track. Uh, and Relativ- Relativity Media and GK Films originally scheduled the film to come out December 2nd of this year. Oh. But it has been taken off the schedule. Damn it. Reportedly indefinitely. I mean, there hasn't really been any more. Right. I feel, I feel I mean, like I the don't... hype has kind of died down. No yeah, one... like, <clears throat> no one really cares. I don't know if they really want a sequel to this movie anyway. No. I actually wouldn't mind a remake or reimagining. I think this movie has a lot of cool ideas. I'd like to see it done within the hands of a different director. I've always kind of thought about this idea of like taking movies and letting more than one person have a crack at them. 
like to get kind of like different put flavors. It, put in a movie, put a movie in production, like three different productions, same script, different directors. Yeah, and then kind of like maybe the studio that would that could, that. I mean, it's, that it's a huge really money gamble, but I think putting <clears throat> like having three or four directors do the same movie. And then the studio picks which ones they want to be the theatrical release, and then maybe they sell the other ones to like uh, on demand or something, or like they do like a special back to back. Watch this director do it, now watch this director do it, kind of like a grindhouse thing, yeah. but with the same movie. I think that'd be kind of cool. At least, <clears throat> at least it's like an experiment. Maybe not for. I don't know if it would be like financially viable. No, for like it, it would feature link stuff, but like do that with shorts. That would be awesome. Kind of like if how, if they did uh like the ABCs of Death, but uh it's the same script and it's just like six or seven directors trying their hand at it. Oh, film school kids would love it. Everyone else would be really confused and not see the point. <laughs> but that's fun because yeah. I don't care. So, oh my god, give me a script. Let me get Fincher on one. <laughs> let me get uh, hmm. you know what? Screw it. Uh, let me get Ryan Johnson on one. Okay. Who's my third though? Who do I want to bring in on that? Kevin Smith. Nope. <laughs> um, I love Kevin Smith. So you're going David Fincher. I think Kevin Smith is gonna lose. You He's going David up against Fincher, Fincher. Ryan Johnson. Mm, who I, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, and I I'll, know his name. Even I don't know. Who's the guy no. that did X Machina? No one's beaten. Oh Who did uh, X Machina? Uh Um God, we should know this. I know it. I just can't pull it out of my head right now. Uh, I don't know this. It is. I'm looking it up because I feel really dumb that I don't know it off the top of my head. Alex Garland. Oh yeah, I think Ooh, Alex Garland no, I could do a see pretty that. good job. Yeah, but that or has nothing to do with this movie. Throw James Gunn in there. James Gunn. I could. I, I like me some James Gunn. Okay. Uh, anyway, so the stranger. Yeah, let's talk about some. Those video. are the three I want to see remake this movie. David, I can see David Fincher. For Dude, sure. David Fincher's The Strangers. That would be terrifying. Yeah. Let's talk about some trivia before we get into the actual silver lining and discussing the ending some more. Um, before filming any scene, uh, when the strangers were terrorizing the couple, if Tyler would would run laps, she would do jumping jacks and basically just try and get herself out of breath. That way, she always seemed to be in like that panicky kind of state. Okay. I, I mean, see Dude, she was pretty good in this movie. Surprisingly. Like I I don't really like her in anything other than the Lord of the Rings trilogy. I'll give you that. Yeah, I didn't like her in Armageddon. No, um, she was in something else too. Kevin Smith's uh, oh Jersey yeah, Girl. Jersey Girl. Yeah. She wasn't great in that. No, and I actually backed Jersey Girl. Uh, according to the director, uh, the film is this is such bullshit. But I'm just going to talk about it. Everyone who knows this movie knows it's everyone. Always, I think everyone that knows this movie knows this too. Knows this it's point. quote unquote, you know, uh, based on a true story. But here's what happened. So the director said that the movie is based on an incident that he experienced as a child. But here's all that happened. Like one night he had a knock at the door. Uh, the person asked if someone was there that wasn't. And then like later on that week, it found out the director found out that some homes had got broken into, uh, in the night in his neighborhood that's it like yeah no one died nothing people just got their houses broken into and so he wrote this movie and because of that based he, on he, a true he story. gets to slap that sticker on there the authentic <laughs> sticker uh and this film was shot entirely with handheld cameras and steady cams and every shot has some type of movement in it which i started to notice halfway through the movie i was like this movie 
is anxious. Oh, yeah, the camera never stops moving. It's so shaky. Like, I kind of like that, but I think it could have benefited to have a few, like, maybe dolly shots that aren't shaky cam or anything like that. I don't know. I mean, you definitely start noticing it, like, yeah, you really third of the way through. You're like, Jesus Christ, I'm like, this movie doesn't have give you a chance to breathe. So that's all I got for trivia, and again, I realize this episode's kind of short, yeah, it's but... Gonna be, it's going to be a short one, because it's not a very... It's not a movie you can really talk about. Let's justify it, though. Let's actually talk about this ending. I mean, we're, I would think it's safe to say that in a normal horror movie, this movie ends with uh, maybe someone showing up and saving the day, like a yeah. sheriff or something, or Liv Tyler breaks free from the ropes after her boyfriend's been somehow killed. Somehow kills the three strangers, somehow. Or they escape. none of the strangers much. even get hurt. Not even remotely I think injured. one of them stubs a toe at one point. <laughs> yeah, like not even remotely I'm injured. Uh, but this movie is different. And again, I kind of like it, but kind of don't because I do like the originality of it. But yeah. at the same time, I like, I go back to that idea of a uh, student film on speed kind of thing, like student filmmaker <laughs> on speed thing. Like, dude, what if we didn't let her go? What if we killed her? Or, you know, that idea of killing her. I mean, granted, they don't actually kill him, but if it wasn't for that jump scare ending, we would assume that she is dead. And well, I think it's safe to say for sure he's dead. Oh, he is dead as Fuck, dude. So, so did, is there anything you would change about this? Ending? I mean, I know we kind of don't like the jump scare, but yeah, I would just cut out that little last bit at the end with yeah. them walking up to her. Yeah, like end it with them driving off. Like that would perfect it for me. That's good. I mean, so do you? Would you recommend this movie to anyone specifically for the reason of this podcast or? Just for yeah, your own it's a enjoyment. Good fucking movie, Dustin. Okay, well, agree to disagree. I thought it was too, and then I rewatched it for this episode. Okay, well, I guess I like it. I like ideas of it. I just think it could have been. No, way I do agree. <laughs> it. I don't. I don't enjoy it as much as I did, like years ago when I first. Like I was so hyped for this movie when I saw it in theaters. Yeah. And I remember seeing it. I walked it, out of the theater just being like, best horror movie ever. I remember seeing it and really enjoying it. And then, like, I never really rewatched it. And I, every time I would go on Reddit, like, looking for horror movies that are, like, the best of the best, people would always recommend The Strangers. They're like, oh, it's because of the, the vibe of it and the tone and the pacing and everything. And I was like, I don't really remember it like that. But I, and then we rewatched it for the show. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> there's parts of that in there. But for, a 90 minute movie or whatever however long this movie is because i feel it's pretty short oh uh, yeah it's uh 87 <clears throat> minutes it's just barely making it and those yeah those first 20 minutes are rough really rough i will say that so let's find a silver lining in this uh it's gonna be <laughs> i mean I, the easy route to go uh and i don't know if the, what your silver lining is necessarily but i would say the easy route to go is well she's not dead <laughs> so <laughs> yeah I mean, there's that uh what what did you come up with um she doesn't have to live through an awkward post denying a proposal relationship <laughs> you know I, I, it's really funny that's pretty much what i came up with i came up with it yeah, scott, doesn't, scott doesn't have to pay for a wedding now i mean yeah. it's already been rejected so they don't have to, you don't have to deal with that awkward breakup either. Like, all right ignore like imagine that they didn't get strangered mm-hmm What's the I mean, best that's case gonna be scenario? an awkward few yeah. days. For best him, case scenario, least. they kind of like have this like mutual understanding that's not really mutual at all. It's kind of like 
she's being like well you know we'll work on a relationship kind of thing whereas he's like yeah sure and in his mind he's like i'm done you know what i mean in there they have a falling out a few weeks later or it turns violent or whatever like yelling verbal abuse kind of thing yeah and he also gets fat because he eats a lot of bluebell ice cream so oh yeah and like He's just going straight, spoon straight into the tub on that ice cream. Most, most deaf. And she was going to die anyway, smoking all those cigarettes. I mean, it's inevitable. <laughs> had, had, yep. to, had to slide yep. that one in there, didn't you, uh, Dustin? So, since this movie <clears throat> has that, that downer ending, what's a good movie alternative that people can watch after they watch The Strangers? Well, I just scrolled down and saw yours. And, and that was yours? No, but I've been talking shit on this movie the whole <laughs> podcast. Go, um, ahead, go ahead and tell you yours. I'll save mine. Mine now. is your next. Okay. I feel you on that. Because uh, it's, it's... That's a fun same movie. Same basic setup. And then it completely flips it on its head. Yeah, it's got a good twist to it. Oh, I I hate anyone that doesn't like your next. No, your next is, is great. That's a I fun movie, too. It. It's so much. It is so much fun. So I know we you, you we have mentioned it on this episode, but I've I think... I've literally been talking shit about it this whole time. But I think in relation to what we're talking about here, I think after you watch uh, The Strangers, you should check out another Liv Tyler movie and another vehicle, Armageddon. Whether you like the movie or not, it's a fun movie. I, mean, I love Bruce Willis. Mm-hmm. I love Ben Affleck. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to lie. I'm a Michael Bay fan. Steve Buscemi? Steve Buscemi. I like but him. But something of this... I mean, the movie's ridiculous. Don't get me don't wrong. don't add up correctly. Well, I mean, you know movie. the whole thing with, with uh, Ben Affleck and Michael Bay having like a little altercation. Yeah, yeah. Because he was like, why would they pay for oil drillers to become astronauts instead of paying astronauts to learn how to oil drill and send them to space? And Michael Bay's response was literally just, shut up, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I think Armageddon is at least a fun don't, movie. Don't bring logic into a Michael Bay movie. Come yeah, on. Yeah, for sure. It's not, Rookie it's not, mistake, Ben Affleck. It's not the best action movie or whatever. No. But it's not the best Michael Bay movie, but it's still no. fun and it's still bad bo- boys too. Yeah. It's still, uh, they still both have Liv Tyler in it and it's definitely going to pick you up from watching, uh, this kind of fucked up ending of There's a movie. There's some laughs in Armageddon. I'll give you that. Most definitely. So, uh, that is 2008's The Strangers. Thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, please subscribe if you haven't already on iTunes. Please rate and leave us feedback. These are such like 2010 like post episode notes, but yeah, it really does help us if you subscribe and rate. We're old, it's fun. Mm-hmm. And if you share this with uh, with your friends and family, uh, you can also like us on our Facebook page, facebook.com/silverliningsplaylist. You can also leave us a suggestion there of a movie that you would like to, us to review and try to find a silver lining to. Uh, we are very open to suggestions. We have a huge list we're going down. We're yeah. just hitting the numbers, but we're eventually going to run out. So, and I know most people out there have probably seen movies that we haven't seen that definitely want us to talk about. Uh, but I think we have a lot of good ones in store. Oh, and quick shout out to the multiple number of people who listened to the Drag Me to Hell episode and felt the need to message me explaining what spoopy means. <laughs> so thanks for that, guys. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. Thank you, everybody, for doing that. Uh, so, yeah, uh, no hurricane's going to stop us. We're no. still going to be putting out these episodes we every Monday. Uh, do you have anything else you want to talk about, Mally, before we go? Or anything? any last words? As always, Excelsior. Excelsior.